The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. You can put your weed in there. Stone is cheese and cheese. Oh, check this out. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. A lot of people don't realize this, but you can put your weed in there. This is the Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. It's Mike Greg here at Poontang. If I can use a medical term. Man, oh, man. You're gay. There's no facts in, in the church. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Don't try to debate me on something. Motherfucker, I can't do many things well, but words are my shit. Yes. Yes. What is up, everybody? Stern Jesus Show, Chapter 2, Verse 7. We are live. I'm having trouble connecting to Periscope. Hopefully, we're up on Periscope. Maybe it's just me, maybe it's everybody, I don't know. We usually do this show on Sunday nights. Do an hour and a half, two hours, you know, whatever. <clears throat> whatever mood I'm in is what I'll do. I didn't feel like doing a show last night, so now we're doing a show on Monday night. It's a very special show. So it makes it special. It's a different night. But we always stream the first hour live on Twitter and Periscope at Stern Jesus 420 whether it's Sunday night or Monday night or any other night. It's where you can find us. If you want both hours on video, become a patron. Patreon.com slash StonerJesus420. The fact that I can't get this to come up is annoying me. Let's try it again. I might have to check the phone. I don't know. Stream here says it's fine. It says it's all good. I didn't start drinking yet, but I will. My co-host, Sir James Beam. Mary Jane will make an appearance from time to time. Whatever, man. we got all kinds of people flowing through. Tonight, hour one, we're talking about Norm MacDonald. Uh, some kid getting something stuck to his face. It's crazy shit. You got to see that. Uh, also, the guy from the Cosby Show and Nicki Minaj. Also, a big video collection from Hurricane Florence. Like people in real wind, people in fake wind, people faking real wind. It's all going on. It all happened during the hurricane. Understandably, uh, it's, it's a melancholy occasion. Some people lost their lives. I heard last I heard a couple dozen. That's. Uh, it's sad, but, you know, we continue on with the comedy. Nothing is off limits, including, including uh, Hurricane Florence. Second hour, we got a um, marijuana story from Late Show with Stephen Colbert. We have a more on the Dallas man killed by a cop. What is going on with this? This is not... There's something going on with the Periscope stream, at least on my end. I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to check the phone because it's not coming up on the web. Bother me. At least I'm recording. If nobody's seeing it, they'll see it eventually. There I am. Holy crap. Anyway, second hour also, talk more about Mac Miller, and I'll also play you the tale of OJ. Story of long ago. Done it once on the show, we did it live. We'll play this, play it again. This, uh, this was software, I can just. I say play stuff, man. That's what I do. Whoops. Oh. Oh! I was a split second late. Bastard. Bastard. Oh well. We'll fix it. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. 
that I mentioned. It's September 17th, 2018. I'm in a lot of streaming problems on Periscope. I don't know if that's a thing. I will check. I'm not going to check right now. We're going to get into some shit. <clears throat> Maybe when I play some of this Norm McDonald video here in the first segment, uh, we'll, uh, we'll figure out what the fuck's going on with Periscope. Maybe it's just my laptop's having a bad connection. I don't know. It doesn't look good. The stream, I say, like here, is good. It's been good the entire time. So in other words, it's not my fault. If it's anybody's fault, it's your fault. You messed it all up. With your weak-ass connections. Periscope, you're fucking killing me. I don't like Periscope. Let me tell you something before I get into the show. A little story about Periscope. Every week or two, Periscope will lock me out of my account, accusing me of being a robot. Now, this has happened 12, 15 times. They say there's some suspicious, suspicious activity. Are you a robot? I say, no, I'm not a robot. And then they show me pictures. They say, uh, mark all the ones with cars in them. Or mark all the ones with hills in them to prove. Because I guess a robot can't handle that shit. They can't handle looking at a picture and saying, there's fucking hills. <laughs> Let me click it. <laughs> so I click it. I got to go through this whole thing every couple of weeks. You're killing me. I'm not a robot. Every show is me. I'm me. I'm here. God damn, you make me want to drink. Shot number one for my coach, Mr. James Beam. First of all, the bottles are hard to drink out of. Second of all, it's not good. Not an alcohol person. But, you know, adds a little flavor to the show. Maybe keep you from being so fucking pissed off about the technical issues and all that. Uh, social media, find all my stuff at centerjesus.net. Of course, uh, all the past shows with a free audio of it, both hours, full show, always free, centerjesus.net. Sponsor banners, all kinds of stuff. Man, I should have chased that with something. Maybe too late. I may have waited too long. I waited too long. Anyway. <laughs> uh, if you're watching this, you know, fucking share, retweet, all that stuff, give the hearts, all that crap. The stream looks like it's working better. That's cool. So, Norm McDonald. By the way, uh, email the show, sternjesus420 at gmail.com. You can reach the show that way. So, Norm McDonald, you know Norm McDonald, legendary comedian. One of my favorites. He's, um, <clears throat> I would put his weekend update up against any weekend update era of Saturday Night Live. Stand up, same thing. There's a legendary, great comic. So, apparently, he said some stuff to the Hollywood reporter and. Um, it, it pisses people off. He says some stuff about the Me Too movement. We'll talk about this. What he said here in a minute. And then he uh, had a problem with Jimmy Fallon. They went on a little apology tour. But first, here's what uh, apparently the offending passages were. Um, he said, I live in L.A. where I'm always faced with the lunacy of the left. I don't know what the same lunacy existed. That the same lunacy existed on the right. So I never really bought into this notion that everybody's a racist because there was a black president, you know. But the Sasha Baron Cohen show has been a frightening eye-opener. I was also in a bubble, but in a different way. I guess everyone is a fucking idiot. Everyone is an ideologue. Hopefully the pendulum will slow down in the next four years. And uh, the Hollywood Reporter asked, can swing back towards liberalism? And Norm said, not necessarily. I'm happy the Me Too movement has slowed down a little bit. It used to be 100 women can't be lying. And then it became one woman can't lie. And that became, I believe, all women. And then you're like, what? Like that Chris Harwood guy I really thought got the blunt end of the stick there you see the norm is not exactly i mean one of the the, the great things about his stand-up and his his act and everything he's not the most eloquent guy but he has great timing and he has great fucking material 
and he's this awkward uh, communicator, which is endearing. If, it's, if it does, if it can border on annoying if you do it wrong, and if it's not who you are, but it's naturally him, and then it's just very awkward. And this is one of those moments. Um, Hollywood Reporter asked, "What about when someone admits to wrongdoing?" And Norm said, "The model used to be admit wrongdoing, show complete contrition, and then we give you a second chance." Now you, it's admit wrongdoing and you're finished. And so the only way to survive is to deny, deny, deny. That's not healthy. That there is no forgiveness. I do think that at some point it will end with a completely innocent person of prominence sticking a gun in his head and ending it. That's my guess. I know a couple of people this has happened to. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter asked who. He said, well, Louis C.K. and Roseanne Barr are two people I know. And Roseanne was so broken up after the show's reboot was canceled. They got Louis to call her, even though Roseanne was very hard on Louis before that. But she was just so broken and just crying constantly. There are very few people that have gone through what they have, losing everything in a day. Of course, people will go, what about the victims? But you know what? The victims didn't go through that. Now, obviously, you can see the problems with that in this day and age, what he said. There's, people are not going to stand for any questioning of the official line, if you will. So... He's happy the Me Too movement slowed down a little bit. He's basically talking about due process. They get into this in this uh, View clip. Yes, I'm about to play you a clip from The View. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, but this is... Well, basically, after... Well, let's back up a little bit. After this, he's supposed to go on Jimmy Fallon to promote his new show. He's got a new Netflix show, Norm MacDonald does. And Jimmy Fallon basically told him that, you know, my senior producers are crying. This is bad for the show. I'd love to have you on any other time, but tonight's not really a good time. So Norm didn't go on Jimmy Fallon. He went on Howard Stern the next day and talked about it. And then he went on The View. Uh, he apologized on Twitter if uh, anybody was offended. Now, I'm, I'm of two minds about this. I mean, if, if apology is really what you feel you need to do and you really feel you were misrepresented and you want to get across what you're trying to get across, that's one thing. But if you're apologizing to the mob to like, try to get their, their forgiveness or whatever, that shit ain't happening. Now, this clip is from The View. As I said, it's 10 minutes long. We're not going to play 10 minutes of The View. Holy shit. But I'll try to get through some of it. You see a little bit of Norm's, first of all, his awkwardness. And second of all, his, his just, uh, uh, he's trying to get across, across what he's saying. Let's just, just judge for yourself how well he did. Comedian Norm Macdonald has become a huge hot topic over his comments about Roseanne and Louis C.K. and the Me Too movement. And it led to the Tonight Show, you know, saying that we're going to cancel the appearance. But we wanted him to come and clear the air. So please welcome Norm Macdonald. You took a lot of flack for, for saying uh, in the art of, uh, for some things that you said in The Hollywood Reporter, saying that you were kind of glad that the Me Too movement has slowed down. And we don't really know you as a guy who, you know, really comments on very much yeah. that's going on. So were, were, were you what were you trying to say? Yeah. Well, uh, I was, uh, you know, print reporters, they ask you questions and they put them all together. What I was talking about was uh, Chris Hardwick, this particular comedian right. that was a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, if 500 um, women go against a man, obviously the guy's guilty. But then the Chris Hardwick one, it was one woman against one man. Mm -hmm. right. You know, so I was saying that I thought it was good that the pendulum was slowing and Chris Hardwick has been as rehabilitated. Basically, a lot of you know this, that we're in a, a whoops, there we go. We're in a, um, a, a a place where uh, an accusation is made and there's really no due process in a person's career. They have to go away and 
It's just uh, that's basically what he's trying to comment on in his, like I said, his very awkward way. As he's going to get, he still tells me he can't walk down the street without people yelling stuff at him. Yeah. But uh, that's that's all I was trying to okay. say. Okay. Well, you know, you do raise valid questions about like um, due process and you know verification of what went on. I think that uh-huh. we would agree with that. You know that you have to back it up somewhat. Yeah. Um, but when, you kind of lose me when you imply that the hardship that your friend Louis C.K. is a friend of mine too, really, yeah. I know him a long time, yeah. that the hardship that he went through yeah. is equal to the hardship that the victims went through. Right. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't compute. No, it's not Can true. Can you explain yourself a little bit? See, that's, we, I just read what he said. That's not what he said. He said in the end, he said, you know, this is what Louis and Rosanna had to go through. The victims didn't go through that. He's not equating them. He's saying that, that particular brand of misery is not what they went through and then it is also a valid form of misery he didn't and i don't think he equated it i guess you can infer that from what he said but i i wouldn't but joy behar is different than me yeah uh, uh, uh that's not that's not what i was saying I, um Ow. when this happened uh, i was working for roseanne when roseanne's thing went down and i called her the next day and she was crying the whole time i was talking to her right. i've known roseanne for a while and i was worried about her because she she seemed really, really um, in a bad place. And I said, I can't really talk to you about this because I've never been through anything like this. And I said, I know Louie, and he's been through this, where he's had everything taken from him. Right. And I said, um, he, not many of us have gone through this, and, and so you should talk to each other because you've... you've uh, and then the guy said, what about the victims? And I said, well, the victims haven't gone through this. I was talking about this particular... Mm. Oh, event. Of course, the exactly. victims have gone through worse than that, but right. I, I, I'm okay. going to get a victim to phone Roseanne? No, but that's a good clarification. Yeah. And that's why it's yeah. so important to be mm. able to right. clarify and to be able to explain, yeah. because yeah. at the heart of it, I think we are forgetting. I have to admit, I'm not a, a big View fan, I'm a big View follower, so I'm not aware of the new people. And by new people, I mean anybody they've added in the last 10 years. Is Barbara Walter still alive? I think she is. People. We jump very quickly today, but I do think that we like to forgive. You went on the Howard Stern show yesterday to apologize, and you ended up making it worse yes. because you said <laughs> you'd have to have Down syndrome not to feel sorry for the wrong. victims. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the groans from the audience. Oh, Norm, not the Down syndrome. Holy shit. <laughs> You regret you just saying keep on that. getting into trouble, Norm Macdonald. <laughs> <laughs> it's always bad when you have to apologize for the apology. For an apology. The, um, Do you lose it when you're on Howard? Is that what happens, Joe? Well, there a is a bit. thing on, on Howard where there's a recklessness in the studio, and uh, you know there are. You used to be a word we would all say uh, uh, to you. being stupid. You're like you got fucking Down syndrome. That we don't say anymore, no. right? Yeah. You know retarded. the word I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Retarded. Yeah. And stupidly, I was about to say that word and, you put this and I stopped and said what's the right word to say and, <laughs> and he landed on down syndrome <laughs> he was gonna say retarded he's like no no you can't say that down syndrome that's what we're going with and I said um, I said uh, a different word that yeah. was equally yeah. Did you realize at that moment that that probably I realized at that moment that <laughs> I'd done something unforgivable. Uh, oh man. I 
I mean, I find, I find it forgivable, but I don't know if with Down syndrome, but I don't have Down syndrome. There's probably someone who does. Might find it differently. I find it fucking hilarious. <laughs> he skipped retarded and went to Down syndrome. That is fantastic. By the way, I'm remiss in telling you about the next Bardo monkey pipe giveaway. September 30th, we're going to announce five winners of those monkey pipes you see right there if you're watching the video. There's the Next Bardo Smoke YouTube giveaway page on sternjesus.net. If you want to check it out, see it right there, like I said, if you're watching the video. Uh, if not, just go to the website, sternjesus.net. It'll be up there for another couple of weeks. Just subscribe to our YouTube channel to be eligible to win. You have to prove you're 21 years or older. If you win a monkey pipe, all the details are right there on the Next Bardo Smoke YouTube Giveaway page, sternjesus.net. Thank you to nextbardo.com, our awesome sponsor. You see that headshot banner right there. That's them. They put up five of those cool little monkey pipes for a giveaway. The link to our YouTube channel is on that page, or you can just go to the Stoner Jesus 420 on YouTube. The Stoner Jesus 420 on YouTube. This is the Stoner Jesus Show, chapter two, verse seven. Coming up, we have a meat skewer. Uh, the guy from The Cosby Show, and Nicki Minaj. I did check Periscope. It looks great on my phone. I think I'm having, like, the web is a little bit slow. I don't know. Hopefully it, it, it works itself out, but the, the, the phone does look good. That's where most people are watching this. So that is cool. Stoner Jesus Show. We'll be back right after this. Dick Nuggets! The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com Hello, my children. Stoner Jesus here to tell you about another great sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Show, NextBardo.com. Check out that headshot banner on StonerJesus.net. They don't have just glass. They have a full line of smoking products, including wood pipes, metal pipes, roll-your-own supplies, pouches, storage, grinders, dab bricks, water pipes, vaporizers, and more. An amazing variety. Check out NextBardo.com. That's N-E-X-T-B-A-R-D-O. Dot com, or simply click their banner on stonerjesus.net to check them out. There's free shipping on all domestic orders over $20 and free shipping and a free gift with orders over $50. They offer worldwide shipping. Make sure you use discount code STONERJESUS. That's all one word, STONERJESUS, to get 10% off your first order at nextbardo.com. 21 and older, please. Click that headshot banner on stonerjesus.net. Make sure you use discount code STONERJESUS. Stoner Jesus, all one word, and get 10% off your first order at Next Bardo. Check them out, another awesome sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Show. The Stoner Jesus Show is brought to you in part by Hemptations.com and PlanetEverywhere.com. They got a lot of awesome stuff for you to check out. But don't just take my word for it. Let Beach, the owner of Hemptations, Tell you all about it. It's a very large selection of hemp goods, everything from reusable coffee filters to frisbees, bandanas, everything planted everywhere on the site is made in Cincinnati, Ohio, made locally. We also have other retail products from our cosmetics, uh, earthly body products, bags on the retail site. You know, again, uh, anybody local in Cincinnati can go to hemptations.com and get the info on the stores. Planted everywhere is our .com is our retail site. You 
can hit me up on Hemptation Beach or like my Facebook page, Hemptations or Hemptations 2. I'm on Twitter, Google, <laughs> I'm on the internet everywhere, just like everyone. Um, you know, we love to hear from people all over the world, positive things about industrial hemp. That's what I do. That's what we do. Largest selection of industrial hemp on the planet in the stores. And I'd like to grow that inventory to be able to say that I haven't actually checked out all the other hemp retail spots to see if we have the largest amount on our planet everywhere but uh, it's a it's a fair it's a fair selection and as beach always says having temptations get informed get inspired and get connected on ncia's cannabis industry voice mondays on demand only on cannabisradio.com Cannabis use isn't the only thing growing. So are we. Grow with us. CannabisRadio.com The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Uber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Uber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Boober way. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line, Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, biatch. Stern Jesus Show, Chapter 2, Verse 7. We're live. September 17th, 2018. Live on Periscope and Twitter at StonerJesus420. All information on the show can be found, of course, at StonerJesus.net. Go check us out there. Sponsor banners, audio, social media links, all that stuff at StonerJesus.net. Still to come, all the uh, Hurricane Florence videos, at least the good ones. All that's coming up, but first, we've got a couple stories. I mentioned the Cosby guy. I'll talk about him and say it's like the story weirdly segues into Nicki Minaj, which can be nice. Can be like a follow up of her titties flopping out. We showed you last week. Anyway, this first story is fucking nuts. Uh, I'm not going to, uh, you know, there's no preamble necessary for it. Just uh, check it out for yourself. You're looking at a metal barbecue skewer sticking out of a 10-year-old boy's head. It goes from below his eye to the back of his skull. Yeah, you heard that right. How could anyone survive this? Well, this kid did. This was definitely just the most terrifying experience I've ever had. Check this, this fucking kid out. Check out this fucking kid. Let me back up. Look at that. 
This kid, you wait till you hear what happened to him. But you know, he got a metal skewer, meat skewer, stuck through his fucking head. All the way through. They cut to him. And he's just sitting there and he's got a band-aid on his face. He should have been like, thug life, motherfucker, or something like that. <laughs> he got a pole in his face. And he's got a band-aid. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's pretty fucking badass. I'm usually a cynical guy when it comes to kids. They're fucking dumb and, you know, and useless, basically. <laughs> Not quite, but you know, you get my point. But this kid, I mean, I I don't I don't fucking know. I'm gonna shut up. Just there's still another almost two minutes in this. You gotta hear this, you gotta see this. Experience I've ever had. Xavier Cunningham was playing with friends in his backyard in Harrisonville, Missouri. They threw the skewer into the ground where it landed with the sharp end sticking up. Then Xavier was climbing down from a treehouse when he lost his footing and fell right on the skewer. I opened my eyes and I was like, and just screamed my head off. His mom, Gabrielle, fearing the worst, rushed him to the ER. Even Xavier thought he was a goner. He could barely move his mouth and he'd go, hi, mama. <laughs> hi, baby. And he'd go, I love you. And he goes, the last words I'm ever going to say on this earth are, I love you, mom. But by some miracle, wow. the skewer missed all his vital organs. Wow. This thing missed the eye. It missed the brain, it missed the spinal cord. Dr. Koji Abersol, a brain surgeon with the University of Kansas Health System, was tasked with removing the skewer. The x-ray is unbelievable. That lets you see for the first time how close this thing is to the carotid artery. That's the major artery that goes to the brain. This remarkable video shows the surgery. You can see the doctor's hand carefully and slowly pulling out the skewer. When the doctor came through the door, and he just said, he goes, it's out. And just the, the, the relief, and I was like, can I hug you? And here they are moments later in Xavier's hospital room. So we got sure. something for you. Sure do. The doctor hands him the skewer as a souvenir. Dude. And this is Xavier today, just five days after the operation. The hole where the skewer went in is covered by just a little Band-Aid. He's still swollen and sore, but his doctor says he will make a full recovery. The whole thing's a miracle all the way through his face all the way through his face that is some hardcore shit you know what i'm saying and really doesn't need any more commentary it's fucking badass he'll be telling that story to bitches and the rest of his life you see this scar meets your bitch let me show you on youtube <laughs> staring jesus talked about it this next story as i said is about the guy from the cosby show he was working at trader joe's when we took the picture of him and went viral on social media he was supposedly being shamed for like once being an actor on the cosby show and now he's fallen so far as he's working at trader joe's or whatever i really didn't comment on twitter or on this show at the time because everybody else was pretty much making the same comment which i agree with which shaming someone who has a job and for having a job is stupid well anyway the woman who took the picture is very apologetic and she wishes it didn't happen but it turned out great for him because he's getting a bunch of acting gigs and apparently some other shit from Nicki minaj oh let's check all that shit out <laughs> yes they have <laughs> former cosby show star jeffrey owens who says it wasn't meant to be i couldn't imagine myself on a show like that because I'm such a terrible dancer. But hey, the actor who was shamed for working at a grocery store is simply too busy now. ET's confirmed Jeffrey just bagged a guest starring role on NCIS New Orleans. He'll play star Scott Bakula's old friend who gives the special agent advice. 
Owens previously accepted Tyler Perry's offer to shoot 10 episodes of his own show, The Haves and the Have-Nots. He also had Nicki Minaj promise to give him $25,000. I hope he doesn't take it the wrong way, but I just want to help him in any way I can. But after that offer, is Nicki now getting her own windfall? You knew that when that footage came out, you was about to look dumb. Since her headline-making Fashion Week brawl with Cardi B, Nicki's podcast, Queen Radio, has shot to number one on Apple Music. The fight itself left Minaj embarrassed. I was mortified. I could not believe how humiliated it all felt. <laughs> so somehow, that story, they, they definitely uh, merged the Jeffrey Owens story into the Nicki Minaj story with the, the connecting bridge of she offered him $25,000. I don't, uh, I mean, yeah, that's cool, but it seems, it, I don't know, it just strikes me as odd. It's like there's, you know, Tyler Perry offered him a job, you know, work. She's like, have some money. <laughs> things, things are rough. You used to be on the Cosby show. Here's some money. I don't know. Anyway, who am I to judge? Nicki Minaj, she can give him all the money she wants. I'm just saying it comes across as weird. Now she offered them titties. Well, yeah, it's a whole nother, whole other thing. We're talking about uh, Hurricane Florence coming up. Stoner Jesus Show, chapter two, verse seven. Still in hour one. Hour two, a lot of stuff. Mac Miller, uh, marijuana story on the late show with Colbert. Uh, old video clip, the tale of OJ. All of that. Coming up, yo, stay tuned, bitches. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, everyone. Stoner Jesus here to tell you about another awesome Stoner Jesus Show sponsor, Cannabis Seeds USA. Check out that Cannabis Seeds USA banner on StonerJesus.net. Let me ask you a question. Do you live in a state where it's legal to grow? There's lots of them. There's dozens now. Medical and recreational states. Do you need seeds? Do you need seeds shipped in the U.S.? Well, check out Cannabis Seeds USA. Click their banner on stonerjesus.net. They got indoor and outdoor seeds. They have tons of strains. They have hybrid. They have sativa. They have indica. Everything you need. OG Kush, sour diesel, grape ape. They got single seeds. They got packs. Click that Cannabis Seeds USA banner on stonerjesus.net. If you live in a legal state and you need seeds shipped in the U.S., you need to check out Cannabis Seeds USA. Go click their banner on stonerjesus.net and check them out. Cannabis Seeds USA. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. 
industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Tommy Chong is ready to cut through the smoke and change the tone of Tilk Radio. All you have to do is decriminalize. We don't need a government regulation to tell us this is good pot, that's bad pot. We don't need any of that. The Tommy Chung Podcast, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to my world. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah. Turn on Jesus Show, Chapter 2, Verse 7. Make sure you check out the show. Past episodes, stonerjesus.net. Now it's time for us to check out some clips, various clips from Hurricane Florence. As you know, Hurricane Florence ripped through the Carolinas um, earlier, a few days ago. Death, destruction, as hurricanes bring also, of course, in the age of social media and places like and things like YouTube, also comes with a ton of video content that is, uh, well, it is interesting to say the least. We'll start in my favorite place, Looters. That's right. Apparently, this uh, newswoman went to Family Dollar. It's a little bit longer video you can find on YouTube. This is kind of like the the last part of it. Basically, she did this this all these people are looting this Family Dollar. She's at the front. She goes around to the side, then she goes back around. To the front, in this video, you don't see her her initial, you know, see the people streaming out of the front of the Family Dollar with a lot of stuff. But uh, you get you get the point in this, this video. This is 13th and Greenfield. We're going to stay with this situation. Narc. Narc. Items in hand, guys. <laughs> Items in hand. Hey, guys, you know you're looting, right? You know you're stealing. <laughs> you know you're looting? What? I'm looting? I thought I was in Bible study. You know you're stealing, right? Back door is busted open. You know you're looting? You know that you're looting and that's illegal? You can see people coming out right now. It's illegal. Did you know looting's illegal? You know that's what you're doing? Are you aware? I put that phone away. She's got her phone hanging out. I put away that phone and I grabbed that camera too. With items left and right from the store. Alarm's going off. She goes inside, look inside. She's just going to look inside. That's about it. Go back to the front. Go back to the front of the store. Yeah. Let's see if we can go back around front, guys, and see what's happening. There are no uh, folks associated with law enforcement on site. <laughs> really? <laughs> you, you don't say. It might have changed things a little bit. I can hear you guys, too, by the way. I don't have my IFB in, so if you're talking to me. All right, look across the street here. People uh, filling up what looks like laundry bags full of items. Yeah. <laughs> Running. It's a mad dash around here. Let's go back to the front, Kristen. Here we it's go. A mad people dash. People coming out with trash bags. 
This is uh, this is what's the worst of the worst in these hurricanes, folks. Uh, people getting desperate, looking for items. Looks like they've just busted completely through the door here. <laughs> yeah, they they fucked that. Uh, they fucked up that Family Dollar. That it's pretty hardcore. More. You probably saw this from uh, Hurricane Florence, the uh, controversial Weather Channel clip of the weather reporter bracing himself against the mighty wind. According to a report by SFGate, on Friday, the Weather Channel released a statement in defense of a reporter accused of faking the strength of Hurricane Florence's winds in a clip that went viral on social media. Weather Channel reporter Mike Seidel could be seen bracing of what would appear to be strong winds. However, two men can be seen casually walking behind him. The clip reportedly went viral on Twitter, with tweets <laughs> accusing Seidel of exaggerating for dramatic effect. In a statement sent to the Washington Post, the Weather Channel said, it's important to note that the two individuals in the background are working on concrete, and Mike Seidel is trying to maintain his footing on wet grass. Right. After reporting on air until 1 a.m. Eastern time this morning, and is undoubtedly exhausted. So his footing was bad, and those guys in the back were on concrete, and they're like young and fit and stuff, and he's old and tired. So, you know, he, uh, he, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You see the video, it clearly looks like he is being uh, a bit dramatic. Now, this guy in this next video, so we continue with the Hurricane Florence theme, this is from CNN, was not being dramatic about the wind and the power of the wind. See, Miguel Marquez is in Carolina Beach in North Carolina for us, Miguel. Not this guy. Uh, you this are guy. on the water and very dangerous. This guy right here is not being dramatic. Conditions, I want you to be safe, but update us on what you're seeing and hearing. It looks awful. <laughs> looks awful. Look, just awful. It's windy. It's windy as shit where you are. What's going on? Wolf. This is Carolina Beach, North Carolina. So this dude, if you're not watching the video, he's like a little satellite phone up to his ear. He's got a microphone. Long delay. He's inexplicably in the middle of a giant windstorm. I don't know why he has to report from that vantage point, but it is what it is. The wind is whipping stronger than it has in the last 24 hours. It is unbelievable. This <laughs> storm, Florence, will not quit. <laughs> Call this the category one. This is some of the strongest category one winds that I've certainly seen. Most of New Hanover County is now out of uh, electricity. No electricity service to almost the entire county. Our cell phones have gone down. All communications here come. We're now using a satellite phone and some other technology to even get this live shot out. It is absolute. It's either secret technology or technology he doesn't really understand, so he's not going to get into it. Right now, when he's like in 85 mile an hour winds. Pandemonium here. The uh, emergency services have just basically hunkered down for as long as possible, hoping that they can Crazy. get through. Crazy shit. Anyway, that is some uh, some real shit. This was purported fake news uh, on Twitter and uh, various other places, I guess Facebook as well. Uh, Anderson Cooper of CNN pretending to be in waist-deep floodwater. Uh, first of all, he is clearly in waist-deep floodwater, but he's obviously the people, his cameraman, are back from him, and they're up farther, and it's only like knee-deep. But in any case, apparently these are pictures, and I'll bring up the other one as well, so you get a better look 
of uh, what they're talking about. Apparently, these pictures are from 2008. Uh, obviously, it doesn't change, you know, what uh, what he was doing for dramatic effect. He was saying, apparently, he even said during this broadcast right here that he, uh, if he just took another step back, he would be submerged in water. You know, obviously, some places are deeper than others, and, you know, it's a dramatic uh, framing of what was going on. But again, people were, were framing it as it was from this from Hurricane Florence, and it was from uh, uh, eight years ago or ten years ago. I think Hurricane Ike. I think it was ten years ago uh, when these pictures were taken. So, you know, it is what it is. You know how the news media is. We'll wrap up our Hurricane Florence coverage, our reward-winning Hurricane Florence coverage, with this great dude got together with a few of his buddies and made his own hurricane weather reporting video. <laughs> So there you go. That was good. That was a good. See, I wish I could do shit like that. I'm, I'm lazy. I don't know. I look like a lot of work with a lot of people. I don't know that many people. Kind of a recluse. Kind of an eccentric recluse. Stern Jesus Show. Chapter 2, verse 7. That's going to do it for Hour 1. Thanks to everybody who watches the Hour 1 live streams on Twitter and Periscope. At Stoner Jesus 420. They're usually... On Sunday nights, sometimes they're on Monday nights, depends. Just subscribe on Periscope or on Twitter. You get the notifications or whatever to your phone so you know when we're live. StonerJesus.net for all things Stoner Jesus Show, episodes, sponsors, social media links. Hour two coming up. Marijuana story from the Colbert Report. The Dallas guy killed by a cop in his own apartment. Mac Miller's death. The tale of OJ and more. If you want hour two on video, the only way to get it is to become a patron, patreon.com slash stonerjesus420. As I clawed desperately to find the outro music. So it seems like I'm a professional broadcaster. Just play it like that, like it was no big thing. No big deal, NBD. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the show. Spreading the word about stonerjesus.net. Check out the Marijuana Times show, marijuanatimes.org. Make Hamas great again. All that stuff. New segments coming in the show. Hopefully some interviews. It's all going to be great. Again, if you want an hour or two on video, support the show. Patreon.com slash Jesus 420 Thanks everybody for watching and listening. And as always, peace, bitches. CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, this is kind of cool. You can put your weed in there. 
Check this out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's <gasps> beautiful. A lot of people don't realize this, but you can put your weed in there. This is the Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. It's my Greg, you're a prune tang. If I can use a medical term. Man, oh, man. You're gay. There's no facts in, in the church. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Don't try to debate me on something. Motherfucker, I can't do many things well, but words are my <clears throat> shit. Yeah. Yeah, Stern Jesus Show. Chapter 2, verse 7, hour 2. Welcome, everyone. If you missed hour 1, we did a lot of shit. A lot of great shit. Go to sternjesus.net and find it. It'll be chapter 2, verse 7, hour 1. Again, this is hour 2. If you want to see video of hour 2, the only way to do that is become a patron at patreon.com slash stonerjesus420. A lot of stuff in this hour. Marijuana story from Colbert. Also, the guy in Dallas who was killed by a cop in his own apartment. More on Mac Miller's death. The tale of OJ. And more. All here. On the Stoner Jesus Show. All information on the show, stonerjesus.net. Email the show at stonerjesus420 at gmail.com. If you're on Facebook, you're a fan of the show, check out Disciples of Stoner Jesus, the group. Search Disciples of Stoner Jesus on Facebook. Without further ado, this first segment is a story from a late show with Colbert. Make sure I find the right video. There we go. Fuck it up. Colbert talks about a marijuana story out of Canada. But if you're feeling down, here's an inspirational story from our friends north of the border. It all went down at a pot dispensary in Ontario where four masked men entered brandishing canisters of bear spray. That's how Canadian the story is. The robbers thought there was a chance the store was being run by a bear. But the brave employee fought back using the closest weapon at hand, a bong. And yes, yes, there is footage. Hell yeah. Yeah. Bravo! Bravo! Swing that bong like a baseball bat, bitch. Though, really, there is a much easier way to knock someone out with a bong. Use it. But sadly, the story ends in tragedy for the bong. No! Broke it. No, that bong had two days to retirement. Yeah, Helen's waiting for me up at the lake house. She's, She's been so patient. That woman's a saint. The grandkids are already there waiting to play with their grand bong. Somebody's at the door, I'll get it. In other pot news... Squeezing a lot of jokes out of that bong. Yes. Other pot news. Recent study found that increasing numbers of older adults are using marijuana. Yeah. There you go. Police responded to the findings by arresting some black teenagers. Well, a joke's based on a true story. Well, at least old people are now going to smell weird for a cool reason. Another 
rough. Another upside is that this means the return of hilarious old-timey pot slang. Hey, Jackson, let's get zooted on some primo tea. Grab some jazz cigarettes, and while we're in reefer town, I'll put Cole Porter on the Victrola. 23 Skadoobie. Ooh, ah, there's more to that, but uh, there's another minute, but I can't take any more. It's too much. It's too much. I just wanted to hear the, the marijuana bear story. It seemed like too much to ask. Anyway, you may have seen the story about the guy um, killed in Dallas. Police officer apparently walked into his apartment and shot him. They talk about it all here on uh, in this story. This is from Inside Edition. Funeral services today for the Dallas man who was shot and killed in his own apartment by an off-duty cop. She claims she mistook his apartment for hers. But the attorney for the dead man's family is highly skeptical about that and sure. says a look inside his apartment supports their view. Jim Murray has your first look inside. It's an exclusive look inside the apartment where a Dallas man was tragically shot to death by a cop who mistook the apartment for her own. We're taking you inside the apartment for the first time since the deadly shooting, looking for clues as to why Botham John was shot and killed by an off-duty police officer inside his own unit. It's a typical bachelor's apartment. The leather sofa piled high with clothes, a bowl of cereal on the ottoman, and a flip-flop nearby. Let the spirit of the Lord ride. 26-year-old yeah. Botham John was a devout Christian. Off-duty Dallas police officer Amber Geiger says she thought she was entering her own apartment on the third floor. Hmm. In fact, she was on the fourth floor. Lee Merritt, the attorney for the victim's family, says the hallways are the same, but there are distinguishing things, like this potted plant on the cop's floor. There are no plants on the victim's floor. There was a red doormat in front of Jean's apartment, but no mat at the cop's apartment. After the shooting, Amber Geiger told police that she found Jean's door ajar. Attorney Merritt says the apartment doors have a sure slam system. They oh. close automatically. Oh. I went in there hoping to find some answers to get a better understanding about what happened. I didn't find anything that, that provided any clarity. Rumors are rampant that Officer Geiger and Jean knew each other. Do you have any sense that the two people knew each other? Not, not in the um, in the sense that most people think like a, a past relationship. Amber Geiger, a four-year member of the police force, has been arrested on a manslaughter charge. She's now free on bond. Mm. Again, inside edition with uh, that seems suspicious. I mean, they lived a floor above, a floor below. Maybe they did have something going on. Maybe they didn't. Maybe she got pissed off at him. But basically, I mean, she walked in this dude's apartment and murdered him. I mean, the door wasn't, it didn't look like it would have been a jar. The, the doormat thing, I mean, how do you, I mean, you got to be really preoccupied to walk into an apartment that has a doormat when your apartment doesn't have a doormat. I, I don't know. Seems fishy. Seems fishy to a lot of people. I'm, I bring you the hard-hitting news. Stern Jesus Show, Chapter 2, Verse 7, Tale of OJ. Uh, classic bit still to come. Also talk more about Mac Miller in... The next segment, whoops, that's not it. <laughs> there we go. All of that coming up. SternJesus.net. Keep spreading the word about SternJesus.net. Go check it out, everyone. If you missed it, check out past episodes. All that stuff, because uh, maybe you've missed some stuff. Maybe you need to catch up. Catch up with what's going on. Or what has gone down, as the uh, parlance may be. Anyway, 
Stay tuned, hoes. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Funeral services today for the Dallas man who was shot and Hello, killed everyone. in his Stoner own Jesus apartment here. by an officer. Tell you about another awesome Stoner Jesus Show sponsor, Cannabis USA. Check yeah, out the Go check them out. USA banner on StonerJesus.net. Let me ask you a question. Do you live in a state where it's legal to grow? There's lots of them. There's dozens now, medical and recreational states. Do you need seeds? Do you need seeds shipped in the U.S.? Well, check out Cannabis Seeds USA. Click their banner on StonerJesus.net. they got indoor and outdoor seeds. They have tons of strains. They have hybrid. They have sativa. They have indica. Everything you need. OG Kush, Sour Diesel, Grape Ape. they got single seeds. they got packs. Click that Cannabis Seeds USA banner on StonerJesus.net. If you live in a legal state and you need seeds shipped in the U.S., you need to check out Cannabis Seeds USA. Go click their banner on stonerjesus.net and check them out. Cannabis Seeds USA. The Stoner Jesus Show is brought to you in part by Hemptations.com and PlanetEverywhere.com. they got a lot of awesome stuff for you to check out. But don't just take my word for it. Let Beach, the owner of Hemptations, Tell you all about it. It's a very large selection of hemp goods, everything from reusable coffee filters to frisbees, bandanas, everything planted everywhere on the site is made in Cincinnati, Ohio, made locally. We also have other retail products from our cosmetics, uh, earthly body product, bags on the retail site. You know, again, uh, anybody local in Cincinnati can go to hemptations.com and get the info on the stores. Planted everywhere is our .com is our retail site. You can and hit me up on Hemptation Beach or like my Facebook page, Hemptations or Hemptations 2. I'm on Twitter, Google, <laughs> I'm on the internet everywhere, just like everyone. Um, you know, we love to hear from people all over the world positive things about industrial hemp. That's what I do, that's what we do. Largest selection of industrial hemp on the planet in the stores. And I'd like to grow that inventory to be able to say that I haven't actually checked out all the other hemp retail spots to. See if we have the largest amount on our planet everywhere, but uh, it's a it's a fair it's a fair selection. And as Beach always says, having temptations ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio C A N N A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest-growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on healthy. 
Mondays on Demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah. Stern Jesus Show, Chapter 2, Verse 7, Hour 2. Again, if you missed Hour 1, go check it out at SternJesus.net. Last week we did a tribute to Mac Miller. You can go check that out on SternJesus.net as well. We played Mac Miller a lot back in the day. We played music here on the show. And apparently there was some more information provided by TMZ on the death of Mac Miller. And here it is. We've learned some new information about the investigation yeah. into Mac Miller's death. Uh, and you know, of course, that uh, the rapper was found dead in his, uh, in his home in the valley last week. And uh, now we know how long he was, uh, he had, how long he was dead we before. We thought when the person found him, that they, he was in cardiac arrest and still alive. Right. That is just not true. No, in fact, uh, what we're told is that it was several hours before that, before the and the call was made just before noon on September 7th, uh, Mac was dead several hours before that call was made. Yeah, you know, Charles, they spoke to people there, and the last person to see him alive was, I think, about 10.30 the night prior when they were partying at the house and hanging out. And when they got there, when paramedics got there, they were just signed that he had been deceased for, you know, multiple hours before he was discovered. Now, what's interesting about that, Dennis... What a shitty fucking way to go. Rich, famous talented, young, you're just fucking laying there dead for hours. No one has any idea. Fucking drugs, man. Drugs. Smoke weed. Smoke more weed. Is that there was a party the night before. This was an apparent drug OD. So when you start putting two and two together, you start asking the questions that we kind of asked with Demi Lovato. So what was going on at the party? Who was Who there? Was there? And what state did they leave him in when they left the party? You know, and when did he die? And those are all relevant questions the coroner is going to ask in this investigation, right? They are, but there's no criminal culpability for this. No, you know? but in terms of the coroner trying to figure this thing out. I, I think they're going to figure out what, and I think it's going to basically come down to, you know, what he ingested and what and what killed this. What killed yeah. You know what they should do now? They should go to some random person, some random fan and see what they think. Was he in the house? He wasn't in the house alone, right? There were other no, people, there were people were staying in the house. Yeah, there were people in the house. Oh, there were people that I'll jump the gun on that. It was, it's, I, I stand by my, my comment. Came Party, over the next morning. There were people who stayed overnight, right? Well, we don't know whether they stayed. Or did they leave at some point and come back? Correct. We were told some people did stay at his home. Sometimes unclear if they were that night, but there were definitely people there before the night that he overdosed and then people who showed up the next morning, too. So they want to find out, was this a drug party? What were they doing? What were they taking? And again, what state was he in when they all left? California. Sorry. Help it. Sorry. If, Sorry, everybody. If they did all leave, I mean, they have a lot of questions right. to answer. Now, we've been going to place my comment about having some random person comment on this. Let's bring in a random fan. Hi, Monica from Chico. I think this is unfortunate, and I give my condolences to his family, and I really hope they can find out. Monica from Chico weighing in. Who was there, and maybe have some closure for his family to see what was going on before this happened. 
these celebrities get money and they have unlimited resources. It's so sad that he died. I feel really bad for him and his family. Yeah. By the way, yeah. um, the police believe that yeah. the house was swept clean of drugs. They only found a tiny bit Which of white powder. Which is another reason why it's going to be important to find out was anybody actually in the house. Right. There you go. More on uh, Mac Miller. It is sad. It's incredibly sad. Tell you, kids, stick to the weed. Stick to the ganja. Coming up from an old past episode of the Stoner Jesus Show, you can tell because there's a different, uh, I have a different hat on and there's a different poster behind me. The Tale of OJ. If you don't know the Tale of OJ, gather the children around. The, the, the hearth or the iPhone or whatever you're listening to the show on. And you will hear me tell the tale of OJ coming up. Stern Jesus Show, Chapter 2, Verse 7, Hour 2. Thanks, everybody. Peace, bitches. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Hello, my children. Stoner Jesus here to tell you about another great sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Show, NextBardo.com. Check out that headshot banner on StonerJesus.net. They don't have just glass. They have a full line of smoking products, including wood pipes, metal pipes, roll-your-own-supplies, pouches, storage, grinders, dab rigs, water pipes, vaporizers, and more. An amazing variety. Check out NextBardo.com. That's N-E-X-T-B-A-R-D-O.com. Or simply click their banner on stonerjesus.net to check them out. There's free shipping on all domestic orders over $20. And free shipping and a free gift with orders over $50. They offer worldwide shipping. Make sure you use discount code STONERJESUS. That's all one word. STONERJESUS. To get 10% off your first order at nextbardo.com. 21 and older, please. Click that headshot banner on stonerjesus.net. Make sure you use discount code STONERJESUS. Stoner Jesus, all one word, and get 10% off your first order at Next Bardo. Check them out, another awesome sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Show. From dabs to chibas, sativas to indicas, we roll out a whole concentrate of fresh new content every week. It's like going from the greenhouse to the dispensary. CannabisRadio.com have you heard of GreenGondetox.com? A team of pharmacists has collaborated for over two years to create a new solution for your cannabis detox needs. The only product designed by pharmacists to specifically support the elimination of cannabis metabolites found in urine. The product is called GreenGond, and our results have been absolutely incredible. All detox kits come with a money-back guarantee and free shipping. Get clean, get GreenGond. That's GreenGondetox.com. Use the discount code TRYIT to get 20% off your entire order. That's try it, all one word. Still not convinced? How about free overnight shipping when you spend $60 or more? That's GreenGondetox.com for your marijuana detox needs. Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices, and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process on Mission Supercritical, a service of Apex Supercritical, Mondays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, 
shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. The tale of O.J. Before we talk about this O.J. confession, the so-called O.J. confession, and then his response to the so-called confession, I'll tell you my perspective on O.J. I'm 38 years old, so I was around 14 or 15 when all the O.J. shit went down. Now, before O.J. was accused of double murder, to, to backtrack all the way to the beginning, O.J. Simpson was one of the most well was one of the most well liked people in the world, especially in the United States. He was a football star, a football hero, great guy. He was in. He was funny in the uh, Naked Gun movies. He was the Hertz car rental guy where he would jump over stuff, trying to get to his his uh, his his flight or whatever. O.J. Simpson was the type of black guy that could walk into the middle of a Ku Klux Klan rally, and all the dumb racists would be like, holy shit, it's O.J. Simpson. I fucking love you, O.J. Can I have your autograph? Would you like my seat? To enjoy the festivities, what can we do to make you more comfortable, O.J.? Everybody fucking loved O.J. Simpson. In 1993, everybody loved O.J. Simpson. He was the most popular person ever. Everybody loved O.J. Simpson, as I've said many times. So he established that. So June of 1994, I remember watching, it was a headline news. Cable was still kind of a new thing. There wasn't. There was like 20 or 30 channels, I don't know how many. CNN Headline News uh, has a breaking news story that O.J. Simpson's ex-wife was murdered in Los Angeles. I remember telling my dad, that's that's weird, you know, O.J.'s wife. So then, of course, a couple days later, O.J.'s uh, accused of murder. He's in the Bronco. They break into the NBA playoff game. I believe it was the Knicks game I was watching. The slow chase, the slow O.J. chase in the white Bronco with Al Cowling's driving and then the trial the trial of oj the dream team oj lines up johnny cochran robert shapiro f lee bailey alan dershowitz tons of kardashian dude um all those people greatest amalgamation of lawyers ever and then the trial the trial of oj simpson was nine months long and when i tell you those of you who remember you're a little, you can be, this was a little bit later, if you're a little bit younger, you may remember the news covers that 9-11 got. You have that, you know that picture in your mind, I have to explain that. The amount of news covers that the 9-11 attacks on New York and Washington, D.C. and the field of Pennsylvania, the, the news coverage those got, I would not be exaggerating to say that O.J. Simpson got the same level of news coverage. O.J. Simpson's trial 
got the same level of news coverage as 9-11. Now, again, cable was very new. Uh, there was no Internet, really. I think AOL was in the early stages of their shit, and there was chat rooms and message boards and stuff. But not many people were on the Internet. So it was newspapers, radio, broadcast television, and cable TV, which is about, like I said, 20 or 30 channels, whatever it was. There was CNN, ESPN, shit like that, CNN Headline News, in the early days of, of cable channels, the re relatively early. The coverage of O.J. Simpson's trial was wall-to-wall. -wall. All the broadcast uh, networks preempted all their, day, their uh, soap operas and daytime game shows and played the O.J. trial. Court TV got its start playing the O.J. trial. Uh, Fox News, CNN, I don't remember if MSNBC was around back then. They might have been. All played the entirety of the O.J. trial. Radio stations. You could get five or six. And I'm, I live in Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati area. Um, you can get fucking uh, five or six different radio stations playing the audio of the O.J. trial. Every newspaper, every magazine, every cable channel, just about. Especially if they cover news or sports. Every single media outlet covered the O.J. Simpson trial, start to finish, wall to wall, whatever you want to call it. Nine months of nothing but constant O.J. coverage. And in the end, of course, as everyone knows, he was found not guilty, despite the fact that there seemed to be a lot of evidence pointing to his guilt. A lot of blood at his house, the bloody glove at his house, DNA, uh, you know, at the scene, his DNA, or whatever or not, and then, you know, it's just... <clears throat> I could go, you know, I could do an hour on, you know, the trial and, and what happened and all that shit. But what is also easy, well, something to remember, is at the time, the way everyone was, <coughs> excuse me, was divided along racial lines. Like 95% of white people thought he was guilty and 95% of black people thought he didn't do it. And there was a lot of doubt. And then Mark Furman apparently liked to uh, throw the word nigger around a lot on recordings. So that uh, cast reasonable doubt. And in the end, the jury said OJ was not guilty. He was found guilty in a civil trial, and you know, like you know, as you know, years later he was a, uh, charged with armed robbery for stealing back memorabilia that someone had stole from him, and did time in prison, and now he's out. Anyway, brings us to last Sunday. Fox plays this interview from O.J. Uh, that O.J. did back in 2006 with Judith Regan, who's a, a book publisher, Simon and Schuster. It was back in the day. She published Rush Limbaugh's book and Howard Stern's books. In any case, O.J. wrote a book back then called If I Did It, which I guess was a hypothetical way that if he did do this murder, that this is how he would, it would have went down, which is weird in itself. It's fucking weird. If you didn't kill someone to do a book on hypothetically how you would have done it or could have done it, that's just weird all the way around. So anyway... He's doing, the, I'm this, he's doing the hypothetical thing during this interview. And he's going into great detail. And at some point, you know, he stops reiterating that it's hypothetical. And he's just giving this, like, really deep detail on, you know, if he did this crime, this double murder, this is how it would have went down. And uh, Fox played last Sunday, so it's beginning, you know, it's went viral, obviously. Because it's fucking OJ. And people still, you know, want to know about OJ. And it's just, it's just weird. It's very weird and it's very creepy. So we're going to check out this video and then we'll uh, check out OJ's response to Fox running 
the interview. This newly released O.J. Simpson interview was first taped in 2006 to promote his controversial book, If I Did It. The interview aired overnight, and we see Simpson discussing in some chilling detail how the murders might have gone down. ABC's Adrian Bankert is here with the story. Good morning, Adrian. Good morning to you too, George. It's the newest take in a story that continues to resurface, but the interview has people wondering, was this long lost tape a real murder confession from O.J. Simpson? I know the facts better than anyone. The question still being asked nearly 25 years later, did O.J. Simpson commit murder? I don't think any two people could be um, murdered the way they were without everybody being covered in blood. Simpson speaks about the 1994 murders of former wife Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman as if he were there. Why don't you tell me? What might have happened on the night of June 12th, 1994? First of all, it's, this is very difficult for me to do this. Uh, it was very difficult for me because it's hypothetical. The 2006 interview, part of a two... Yes, again, he reiterates many, many times that it's hypothetical. But why do it? Why write the book and then why do an interview to where you're talking about how you would have killed them if you killed them? Is it arrogance? Does he think that it's going to make people like him again? They're going to love OJ again? Because this is how he would have uh, tried to chop off his ex-wife's head with a knife? It's, it's all very weird. Very weird. Our special on Fox titled OJ Simpson, The Lost Confession. He speaks candidly about his book, If I Did It, a fictionalized hypothetical confession to the murders he was acquitted of in the now historic blockbuster trial. Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. It's a fantastic idea. Fantastic. I'm acquitted of these murders, but let me write a fictionalized account of how I would have killed those motherfuckers if I had the chance and if I if I did it. Some of his answers, chilling. You put on a wool cap and gloves. Uh, in the hypothetical, I put on a cap and gloves. Simpson says for the first time, he was accompanied by a friend named Charlie in his so-called hypothetical retelling. I always kept a knife and not car for the crazies and stuff. So, in his hypothetical, he's got someone with him. He's conjured a friend in the hypothetical. And he's got a knife because people are crazy. And as he says, you know, you can't, you can't carry guns. You can't travel with a gun. And I remember Charlie saying, you ain't bringing that. And I didn't, right? But I believe. Charlie was like, OJ, don't kill this bitch. I was like, Charlie, shut the fuck up, man. I got some problems that I'm working out here. Go wait in the fucking Bronco. If he took it. Charlie took the knife? Yeah. In the book. OJ. In the book. Charlie, who does not exist. Hypothetical guy, Charlie, does not exist. Exist. He took the knife. Calls exchanging words with Ron Goldman, who had shown up at his ex-wife's Hypothetically, I was like, Ron Goldman, you here to fuck my bitch? Step up, dog. Step up. Home. I just remember Nicole fell and hurt herself. And uh, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. So basically, here he's, he stopped saying, you know, it's hypothetical, it's hypothetical. He starts saying, you know, I did this and this happened and this happened. So really, it's just an audio clip of him talking about the brutal double murder of his ex-wife and her friend, which is as creepy as it gets. And I said, well, you think you can kick my ass? And I remember I grabbed a knife. I'm O.J. Simpson, motherfucker. You better step off. I will fucking, I will double murder the fuck out of you. I do remember that portion, taking a knife from Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember.
Except I'm standing there and there's all kind of stuff around. Geez, I don't remember. I, I lost the memory of it. Hypothetically. Allegedly. Of course. And, um, um... What kind of stuff? Charlie. Charlie fucked up. Charlie's supposed to be there to help. Charlie didn't help shit. But and stuff around. You know, we, you know, I hate to say this, but this is like, but Right, right. I know we got to back up again. Right. <laughs> you write a what? What the fuck is he laughing about? What is so goddamn funny? I guess something. Maybe something Charlie said. I don't know. He's like, yeah, oh man, Charlie. We were coming home from this fucking murder. I was covered in blood, and Charlie told this fucking joke. I was like, oh, Charlie, nah, man, you're too much, Charlie. You're too much. About removing a glove before taking the knife. From Charlie? Uh, you know, I had no conscious uh, memory of doing that, but... Why isn't Charlie in prison? Where's Charlie? Obviously, I must have because they found a glove there. Charlie the interview didn't... Yeah, they did. They found a glove at OJ's house. Bloody glove. Originally aired due to public backlash. In the book, you described taking off your shoes, your pants, and your shirt and dropping it in a bundle. Do you remember that? Uh, yes. Social media erupting overnight. One viewer writes, yes, this is a confession to murder. Another tweeting, OJ has details and speaks in first person more often than not. His lawyer tells ABC News a lot. He's got Charlie. He's got fucking Charlie. A lot of people think OJ Simpson is still actively involved in this. He's not and wants nothing to do with this in 2018. Now, the executive producer of the special says the families of the victims gave their blessing to show the interview. You might recall a judge ruled the rights of Simpson's book go to the family of Ron Goldman. But obviously still a ton of interest in this story. That's hard to watch. Yeah, it's not hard to watch. It's disconcerting. That's for sure. There's definitely no doubt about that. It's, uh, it's some weird shit. Now, as you, they talked about a little bit there at the end, O.J. did respond to his quote-unquote confession. And to be fair, he kept saying, you know, it's hypothetical. But, again, you can also see how it comes across as really, really fucking creepy. Anyway, stories from TMZ Sports. It says, if I did it was not a confession. Well, obviously, it would just, the name of the book would have just been, I did it. O.J. Simpson insists his If I Did a TV special was not a confession of murder and says the people on the show were all a bunch of haters. <laughs> I'm describing this fucking double murder and killing this bitch, and they all hating on me. Simpson gave his first sit-down interview since leaving prison to the Buffalo News and gave his own take on O.J. Simpson, the lost confession. When people want to make money or get ratings, they're going to pimp me. I'm going to get pimped. Simpson says his friends... I've been teasing him about the show and whether or not it was a real confession. Really? His friends? His friend Charlie? They've been teasing him? Teasing the juice? Hey, 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 did you really kill that bitch or what? Oh, I'm just joshing you, bro. Just, just joshing you. <laughs> Listen, if I confessed 12 years ago, you would have heard about it 12 years ago. When asked if you watched the Fox special, Simpson replied, I watched nothing of me. I didn't watch the Fox special because I knew they were all haters and people will say that things are just not true and there's nobody there to challenge them and that would piss me off. Oh, you don't want to piss OJ off. He will fuck you up. That's right. To the, almost to the back. Almost decapitation.
It's just a why watch it. It's a beautiful day. I don't have to go play golf. Why should I have some crap in my mind? You've got to let it go. It's so true. It's so true. When you double murder people and people still want to be hating on you years later about it, you just got to move on. Go play some golf.